0: Hi, this is Rachel Sherman and welcome to the FitFab and 40-something podcast, where each week we'll discuss issues surrounding health, wealth, fitness and wellness to help you navigate your way through your 30s, 40s and 50s. Hello and welcome. I hope everyone has been having a really great week. Today I wanted to talk to you about something that um, has been a real interest of mine uh, and I've done a lot of reading and a lot of research about, mostly because it's something that I've really struggled with in the past Um, and when I've talked to other people, um, women especially, it's something that they've really struggled with as well. Sleep. We all need it. It affects our moods, it affects our health, it affects our weight even. But it can also be really affected by our moods, our health, our weight, our stress levels, our children. Hormones uh, can also have an effect. Uh, So as you edge closer to menopause, this can also affect your sleep um, and sleep quality. Uh, and also different times of your cycle um, can affect your sleep as well. Stress, obviously, is a big effector of sleep. Um, how many of us lay in bed worrying? Uh, I know too often I can be as tired as anything and just can't get to sleep. I'm My mind is going 100 miles an hour. Um, and... I just am overthinking things. Uh, And then when I do get to sleep, I would toss and turn and the sleep quality, I suppose, is just terrible. So today I wanted to look at things that we can do to improve our sleep, kind of like internal and external things. So internal, the things that you can do to improve the sleep health of your body. And then external is things that you can do to your environment um, to promote conditions that are more conducive to sleep. Obviously, this is not a complete list of things that might help with your sleep. And also, I think it's a really individual thing. So what may work for one person, may not work for somebody else Um, so often it's a case of trial and error giving things a go uh, and seeing what works for you and i think that can also change over time so something that may work really well for you um one year um, things might change the following year anyway let's get stuck into it firstly I think one of the easiest things to do is to try and go to bed at a consistent time, have a regular bedtime, Um, you know, make it your routine. And I think just having a general, you know, evening routine um, works well. I am a big believer in routine. I can I'm quite happy if day after day my routine is exactly the same. Um, I know what's happening and I think my body just gets used to that kind of thing. Your body does get used to the regularity of routine. So the body's circadian rhythm um, aligns itself with sunrise and sunset so the dark and the light. Uh, And so if you try and wake up uh, and then also go to bed at the same time each day, that regularity is really going to um, help uh, to improve your sleep. Studies have also shown that naps during the day can also have an impact on the quality um, of your sleep at night. So those shorter power naps, they don't seem to have an impact um, on your sleep health and and actually can enhance your brain function while you're up and, and awake during the day. Uh, but then in those same studies, those that have had longer daytime naps, especially ones that, you know, they're not regular. So if you just, you know, it's a Sunday and you have a bit of a nap, uh, like a two-hour nap in the afternoon or something. Those those ones that you don't have every day. Um In the study, those people experienced poorer sleep quality um, and disrupted nighttime sleeping. So consistent bedtime and routine is going to help. Another thing that seriously everybody should know uh, is to cut back on your caffeine intake in the afternoon or the evening. Uh, I think everyone probably knows that they should do this, but most people probably don't, do they? um so caffeine obviously is a stimulant to the nervous system and did you know it can stay in the bloodstream uh in high doses for up to six hours so you know people say don't try and have um a coffee after about three o'clock in the afternoon i'm terrible at this uh i um, I don't drink a lot of, I don't drink coffee at all, but, um, I don't drink alcohol. So my thing that I have with my dinner, apart from water is a Coke Zero, which of course has caffeine in it. Uh, and that's just my little thing that I have with my dinner every night. So, uh, I, you know, it flies in the face of of this, obviously, but, um, Try and decrease it anyway, if you can. Another big thing that um, can help with your sleep, funnily enough, is exercise. So obviously exercise has so many just general overall health benefits. Seems that sleep is one of them. Uh, Exercise can help you to get to sleep quicker. It can reduce wakefulness and it can also increase your total time asleep Um, now this one thing it might depend on the individual but they recommend that you don't exercise too close to the time you want to go to bed Um, and this is because you've got your hormones like epinephrine and adrenaline uh, that are released during exercise um, and those can make you stay awake um or keep you awake but and this is where it comes down to individuality uh, in some studies uh, it's shown that this has no effect on some individuals so really a very personal thing another tactic you can try is um, you can look for different pillows or even um, bedding so I oh, it was probably about 18 months ago changed to a memory foam pillow. And this, of course, is one of those environmental factors. So something changing in your environment that can um, be more conducive to sleep. Uh, again, pillows, really individual. Same with bedding, very individual. And sometimes you might need to try a few different pillows before you find the right one um but as I said I got a memory foam it's it's probably more of a firmer pillow but because of the foam you kind of sink into it um but it's a firm sink it's hard to explain it molds around my head um so I found when I got it I actually um stopped getting some some neck pain as well because when you lay down and mold into it your neck's kind of on that stable position it's not kind of too um too forced up by pillows that are you know to, into an angle uh so i mean less pain that's going to improve your sleep as well i think um, so if you change your pillow uh, and your bedding so that you have less pain always going to be a benefit. Another thing that I've had um, personal experience with, uh, a personal positive experience with, uh, is meditation. I have used um, both the Headspace and the Smiling Mind app. Uh, So probably in the past year, I've done meditations and a lot of sleep meditations as well. And I have found it has made a huge difference. It just calms my mind. Um, I have found, this is obviously personal recommendations, I have found that it's really good to start by using one of those apps. They provide guided meditations. So it's somebody talking to you about what you need to do during your meditation. Um, But then as you do more of them you learn the techniques that you can apply yourself so if you don't um, if you don't have the app with you you can bring those techniques uh, into your meditation on your own some meditations revolve around breathing techniques some are there to calm the mind and the body Um, some are visualization meditations Some of the apps also have just uh, music um, and sounds, which can be quite calming to people. So it's basically just a relaxation technique. Um, On that, some people have also found that journaling at night can really help them to clear their mind. Um, It's almost like you're workshopping through items so that you're not laying in bed um, thinking about them. I think this isn't... Uh, I, I've been using the Resilience Project six-month journal um, f- for a couple of months now. And I really enjoy it. But I wish journaling is something that I learned to do in previous years, like many years ago. I think it really would have helped me... Um, to just get some of those things out, like things that are are, are mulling around in my head. If I could have just written them down, um, and you don't even need to journal per se to do that. You could just get a piece of paper and just get it out. Sometimes just getting it out, removing it from your mind can be all that is needed. Um, but I wish I had learnt about journaling a lot sooner, um, I'm a terrible overthinker, so I I think it would have been very beneficial to me. Melatonin. Have you heard of melatonin? Melatonin is a hormone that signals to your body when it's time to relax and sleep. So our brains actually do produce melatonin naturally. But as you age um, and as your hormones fluctuate, this can impact on the body's natural production of melatonin. So from about 40 years of age, we actually only produce around 60% of the melatonin that we might have produced as a teenager. Another, This is another thing that I actually currently use. <clears throat> um, so I've used melatonin for almost a year now. Um And I've definitely found that it helps. You can purchase it in tablets, um, tablet format, uh, like lip capsules, or you can get a powder that you mix with water and you take it around 30 to 60 minutes before bedtime. You only need about one to five milligrams. And they do recommend that you start with quite a low dose first. Um, As I said, I have had quite a bit of success with melatonin. It is um, sometimes you can purchase it from um, like online uh, within Australia um, and then you can also get it from people like um, your holistic therapists uh, will also sell it as well. On the same theme as melatonin is um valerian which is quite old school and has been around um on the supplement market for quite some time personally i never had much luck with valerian um so perhaps it's again an individual thing also in the supplement market is magnesium um i also take magnesium not just for sleep uh, but also for general health Uh, magnesium is an important mineral or micronutrient for your body which helps to maintain bone health um, and is essential for energy metabolism and it's also quite important in the functioning of the immune system so the recommended daily intake for magnesium for women in Australia um, is 310 milligrams per day uh that's for middle aging uh, middle-aged women um so depending on your diet you may already be receiving around 300 milligrams per day but otherwise you can um find supplements of magnesium in both capsule and tablet formats Uh, and yeah i think it's probably one of those uh, better things that you could um Take as a supplement. Okay, what else can we look at that will help improve our sleep? So, another thing you can do is eat a healthy diet. So simple. (laughs) Um, A lot of it comes down to just improving your overall health. That's going to also improve your sleep. Uh, It can be helpful not to eat too late in the evening. Um, More for digestion so if you're laying down to sleep just after you've eaten your body won't digest the food quite as well and that can be disruptive to your sleep uh alcohol uh not to sleep (laughs) um while we think that we sleep better after a couple of wines um we may fall asleep easier but the quality of our sleep is affected by alcohol uh And you're probably more likely to find that you'll snore um, if you've had some alcohol. And we were just talking about melatonin. Alcohol can also affect your body's natural production of melatonin. Uh, This is an environmental one. So the temperature. This isn't something I've really tried myself. um, But research suggests that having your ambient temperature uh, to around 20 degrees is actually the optimal temperature for sleep. I think that this is quite individual, though, as some people will tend to run hot or cold. Um, it may also depend on your hormones or the cycle, where you are in your cycle as well. Um, but you basically, you don't want it to be too hot or too cold. Similarly, uh, talking about the environment, your sleeping environment, try and make your sleeping environment as peaceful as possible. You want some good vibes going on there. So less external noise, less artificial lights, more relaxing, more conducive to a peaceful sleep. Also, they say that um, the blue light exposure, like from your TV or your computer screens or devices, should be reduced around bedtime and one other thing um, that I've actually had a bit of experience with uh, is using essential oils for sleep so your neurotransmitters can be affected by essential oils and more the uh, aroma that we get from essential oils when we smell them um, the aromatic compounds dissolve in our mucous membrane called the olfactory epithelium And this then transmits signals to the part of the brain which are in the limbic system and are attached to emotional behaviours and memory. So there's two main ways that essential oils will help with sleep. They'll help to promote relaxation, which is obviously good for sleep, and will also help to train your mind to associate a specific scent with falling asleep. So the best thing... um, About this, as compared to say your synthetic pharmaceuticals like sleeping tablets, is that it's not addictive and have no side effects like drowsiness. Um, Obviously, um, lavender is your most common um, essential oil that you might have heard of associated to help with sleep. Studies have been published um, to show that lavender has also. Uh, The lavender also has significant beneficial influence on both the quality and duration of sleep. And interestingly enough, also found to reduce feelings of anxiety um, in other studies. So I wonder if you're going to start implementing any of these things to help you sleep better. I'm sure there's many, many more suggestions out there. Um, to help improve sleep but these seem to be the most common ones <clears throat> where studies have seen success so I just wanted to go over um, what my bedtime routine is so I um, I try to go be in bed by 10 o'clock at around nine o'clock I will take my vitamins for the evening <clears throat> and that includes um, some melatonin uh, and also doTERRA deep blue complex tablets which are packed full of turmeric um, and I will have a, a shake um, not really a shake it's magnesium powder mixed with some collagen powder um, <clears throat> and I'll take that as I said about 9 o'clock about an hour before I go to bed I aim to be in bed by 10 o'clock. In that time, I'll go and wash my face, clean my teeth, and I will also put my diffuser on with a lavender blend. So that's kind of going in the room before I even hop into bed. Um, I find the scent, it almost like it signals to me that it's bedtime. Uh, I sometimes will... Um, do a meditation between that nine and ten o'clock time Um, often only like about a five minute meditation (coughs) and I will try and do my resilience project journal um, in that time as well and it's really just saying what went well for me today what I'm looking forward to tomorrow that kind of thing Uh, around 10 o'clock I'll make sure I'm in bed and at that time I will either read for a little while um, 10 or 15 minutes and I find that really helps me as well Um, kind of takes my mind off anything um, because I'm focusing on the book sometimes I'll read an actual book sometimes I will read on the iPad which I know flies in the face of not having blue light However, if I can turn the light off and not disturb my husband and still read, then I will. Uh, But I still do read physical books as well. Uh, And then um, also sometimes, just depending on if I haven't meditated earlier, what I sometimes will do is put my headphones in, turn the light off um, when I'm ready for bed and actually do a five to ten minute meditation then. And strangely enough, a lot of people ask me about this, but I actually find I, if I do it then, I will really stay awake for the entire meditation. So around, I don't know, the seven or eight minute mark, uh, I've usually fallen asleep. I'm not sure exactly. Sometimes it's just I'm like right on the verge of, of nodding off. <clears throat> so I will turn off the meditation and take my headphones out straight away as soon as it finishes. Sometimes it might be 15 minutes later uh, and I will take my headphones out then and I actually fall straight back asleep. So the meditation thing I think has been a real game changer for me in the past year um, Yeah, I found it really, really helpful. As I said, it's such an individual thing and you have to find what works for you. It depends on the phase in your life. It depends what you're going through. And you might find that you have really bad periods of sleep uh, because you're particularly stressful at that time. And that's okay. And sometimes we just need to acknowledge that that's happening uh, and, and work through it. So what do you do? Do you have other suggestions? Do you have other things that help you sleep and other tactics that you use? I would be really interested to hear, um, if any of the things that I've suggested above, if you, you use them already, um, and find them helpful, or if there's something different that you find really helpful as well, please let me know. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the FitFab and 40-something podcast. I would really appreciate if you take a screenshot, um, however you're listening, whether it's through Spotify or one of your other um, podcast apps. I'd really appreciate if you took a screenshot and shared this episode on your social media. Tag FitFab and 40-something podcast um, Instagram page and um, let me know what you thought. So until next time, see you later.